<laughs> not you gonna start the show like that, hitting his mic. Uh, oh, you! <laughs> I did not touch the mic. You did literally did not touch the mic. All I did was set my phone down. Dang, this shit is well, extra it, sensitive. It's very much so. Uh, I feel anyway. like pagan in the spirit. <laughs> anyway. uh, hold her, Reverend. <laughs> the nerve standing in the house of God all the while singing the devil's music. <laughs> it's Marianne singing that R and B sex music. <laughs> R and B sex music. Do it to me again. Now we all know what it means. <laughs> Listen, that's the best I've ever seen Faith Evans act when she delivered that one line. I'm surprised you even remember what it is. What it is. Uh, Welcome. (laughs) I just love that movie. That's going to always be funny to me. Welcome to another episode of The Way I See a Podcast. Um, It's your host, Josh The Way. Listen, I am halfway through my fast, and baby, I'm, 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 I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, baby. I want an oxtail so bad. My God. My God. But I'm going to hold on, hey, and see what this going to be. Uh, let's go ahead and start the show, shall we? You know, once the season ends, I mean, once this is the last episode, so they're gonna actually be saying us do this. <laughs> no, they won't. No, they won't because we have a whole, we have an intro video. Okay, great. Oh, um, <laughs> never mind, never mind. I, I might. I'm gonna have to edit it mid season. <laughs> sure, um, I've already made that decision. But to God be the glory for that for us. Welcome, welcome, y'all. This is the last episode of this season. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Jeremy, how you be this week? Hold my peace. What is happening? I hate, I hate it. I hate it so much. If you don't so, know what that is, <laughs> look up Dottie Peoples at the Stellas. <laughs> and she showed the girl she had range. Per ain't, ain't, ain't released a hit in years, but still got the range. Okay. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, here we are. The last episode. I'm in mourning, you know. Um, no, but I'm I'm good. I'm good. I my allergies are kicking my ass real, real bad because this weather, like right now, it's windy. Yesterday it was 75. It rained today. Like it's just doing a lot. It's gonna be like 23 tomorrow. So Miss Claritin is not doing. She ain't Claritin in in in. <laughs> she ain't clear. So, she ain't clear. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm good. I'm Gucci. <laughs> Literally <laughs> mode D. Okay. Um <laughs> LeRon, how you be? The baddest bitch. I'm oh, good. Jesus. <laughs> oh. No, I'm really good. I'm actually um in a very good mood. I'm I'm in mourning for multiple reasons. Um, I'm very sad this is the season finale, you know, it's making me really sad. I'm also very troubled. I see I was gonna like put on my good fashions tonight in order, you know, to give reverence and honor to Andre Leon's Holly, but 
you know, work was what it was, and y'all just getting the best that I got tonight. So, but I'm good. I'm here in Jesus' name. If you could have just do it on a big old coat, and you'd have been all right. Okay, Honestly. you know. Hold on, let me let, let me pull on this trench coat real quick. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> you be still. You, you, you be still. You can never be as God. I got a fur <laughs> hanging up around here somewhere. That I can just throw on real quick. <laughs> I want you to. You know what you haven't said all year? What? <laughs> this season? It's giving brick outside. It's brick. Dick <laughs> you really haven't. I have not because honestly, I, I have not been like really outside. Honestly, it has not been cold like that in Jersey. Like in Jersey, the weather is real. Like it doesn't get like cold, cold until like January, February. So now, like yesterday, it was 18 degrees outside. So yes, My yesterday God. it was a brick dick outside. But like during like the winter months, <laughs> it's weird up here in Jersey. My God. Lamb of God. That was How was you? How was your birth? Oh my Your birthday, day of birth. Yes. How was it? It was it was very wonderful. I was filled with so much gratitude and love. Um, you know, I almost gave way to that whole, well, this person didn't reach out to me. This person, you know, halfway reached out. But I said, you Try know, I'm not, I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to honor those who have honored me. And as you, if you, those of you that still follow me on uh, Twitter, that is still my name, honor me on Twitter. Because oh. uh, <laughs> I'm still do. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just turning over a new leaf, but my birthday was really, really good. I, I was considered in a way that I was not considered by the people I expected it to come from. So it was very good. I didn't do too much. Um, I just, um, I tried something new. Um, I actually went to my pastor's house. She invited me over to her house and she was like, I want to cook for you for your birthday. Um, you know, our, our menu is very limited. So, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce how to pronounce it. It's Brazino or something. Uh, it's whole oh. fish. Um, it was my very first time because y'all know I'm very finicky about what I eat. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very good. So I'm opening up myself this year to doing new things, trying new experiences, and you know, really embracing the new. So yeah, I'm growing up. Amen. Y'all. Amen. Yeah, you definitely get into the 30s, honey. Yeah, <laughs> that palate has been childish for a long time. Okay, baby, hadn't it? Let, hadn't it? Uh, and he, and y'all, he tore that living room up. You hear me? <laughs> y'all want a shouting lesson? Go find that video. Babe, I know my, um, my neighbors was correct. mad because listen, I had it's to let due. my feet testify. Cause baby, every, no matter where I am on my birthday at twelve a.m., I'm hitting the floor. So I understand. <laughs> baby, I woke up and I played "Dear God" by Smoky Nerfle. That's just my favorite song. Smoky who? Nerfle. Nerfle. Smoky who? Nerfle. Smoky Nerfle. 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 And uh, you know that thing just really ministered to me, and I was just like, you know what? I really, I really do thank you for my life, you know. Mm-hmm. But to God be the glory for that. Let's play, Jer- Oh Jesus, I forgot. You- yes, Jeremy. What? I'm yeah, you in the realm of these games. It's nothing crazy. So since it's the last episode, I thought it would be befitting if we did song association because that's the first game that we played. Powerful. <laughs> Very true. So, we're going to do a couple. All right, here we go. Pray. Pray for the USA. Pray. Sing, mother. Okay. Um, 
Come on, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let us join together. <laughs> worry. Ain't no need to worry. <laughs> what the night is going to bring. Uh-huh. Because it'll be all over. When? In when? The morning. Cuando? Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> hiya. Oh, hiya. Okay, all right. Um, let's see. You know, I'm very good at this game. Window. <laughs> I bust to the window. Wow. No, keep going, Leron. Keep going. Oh, We're gonna wow. expose the enemy on so tonight. The sweat down my balls. All oh, these bitches cross. Oh, skeet, 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 shoulders for me. <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet, got. Uh. Yeah. Bend over to the flow. Touch, right. touch your toes. You faster than I got. All right. I am. Woo. Sorry. Jesus. All right. Um, girl. Girl, I can tell you've been lying and needing somebody to talk to. Girl. Get <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more. Um hmm. that's not where I was going. I was going most of uh Jasmine Sullivan, stupid girl. Oh, sorry. Universe. Oh, uh, I don't know. Universe. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. I got something. <laughs> Oh, it's a it's a Lion King shit. movie. It's a, it's it's a, it's a Lion King song. Yeah, I ain't got uh, shit. Okay, I passed. Oh, skip me. Okay, one more. <laughs> skip me. <laughs> Sugar. Sugar pie. Sugar mama. mama. Oh. You know that I love you. It's always the ghetto choices. <laughs> well, for me, yes. Of that course. is not ghetto. That is Benat. That is Benatse. The baddest. Oh, 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 Sugar mama, mama, I'll be a sugar mama. Hey, that was pretty good. good. Definitely better than the first time. Um, (laughs) Don't I have center stage as well? You do. Just, just gonna bring them out. 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 I see you with the bezels in your mouth. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. You let me know when you're. I'm sorry. You had a quadrilateral. I'll wait. You had a moment. I'll wait. <laughs> um, I was still a song association mode. My bad. <laughs> but also, in honor of it being the last show, I thought it would be befitting to bring both of you to center stage. Jeremy, this is the nicest you've been all season. Don't push it. Okay. I'm going to let you um, So I will start with. Minister Blocker. Um, that you're not gonna worry me tonight. Um, no, I am extremely proud of you. I've known you for oh my god, probably close to a decade now. Um, Correct. And to see your growth, uh, specifically in the last like year and a half, has been inspiring. So I want to encourage you to continue, just to continue being you, and don't make apologies for that. And for those of you who, for those people who don't, that ain't going up with you, fuck them. You know? Um, oh, thank so, you for saying her. that. That's been in my spirit, but I couldn't say it until the 31st. So, Oh, well, <laughs> I say it for you. Um, and then musical chairs. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I am proud of you because you have been an advocate for the community on many levels. And I... I'm glad that you're on this platform. And I think this is a full circle moment for really the three of us because we've yeah. all known each other for a very long time. Correct. And we've all 
been through a lot of shit. And so yeah. you also inspire me, you know, because of the things that you have been through, things that I didn't even know that you have revealed this year, you know, on this mm-hmm. on this season. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to honor y'all tonight on Center Stage. Um, honor us honor us <laughs> y'all. Do? well since we're doing this because i'm gonna i'm gonna slide in i'm it's my show i get to do this i'm gonna slide <laughs> in and i'm gonna i'm going to do the same thing because that's that's special and you're right that is a moment because like you said we the three of us have known each other for almost a decade now mm-hmm. no it's not even almost it is um I, yeah, because, i'm like it has been a decade i believe yeah yeah, yeah. because i yeah. met y'all i met y'all when i was still in high school Mm, and I've been God. I've been out of high school for ten years now. My Jesus, Jesus, something, has, something was in the middle. But <laughs> <laughs> to see to see where we have come from, and how we've grown, and how this relationship has been long lasting, um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm appreciative of that. Um, you know, we've all had relationships and friendships to come and go, um, but mm-hmm. to see the three of us turn into this. I didn't know 10 years ago when I was doing the Just Josh, uh, you know, webinar show, I didn't know that that that, that would turn into this and to have mm-hmm. y'all come along on the ride with me, um, two of my friends, it it wasn't some, it, you know, it wasn't favoritism. You know, they had to audition too, huh? Um, yeah, <laughs> and, <did>. you know, <laughs> So to see that y'all have made the cut and we mesh well together and we have on what I'm really happy about for the both of y'all is how honest and transparent y'all have been on this show um, and the, the, the freedoms uh, that y'all have come into. And, and then the ministering that you guys have done. Um, I thank you. And I really do. Uh, oh, Josh, come on. I really do honor y'all because um, for the messages that we receive about the from the listeners that say, hey, Jeremy said this and it changed my life. It gave me the freedom to, you know, come out as bisexual. Uh, for Laron, it's, you know, I didn't know how to still love Jesus and be gay at the same time. I that, you know, I'm all about setting people free. I just, you know, not to make a long story, but I, I I'm reassessing in this time of fasting. I'm reassessing my ministry and um Although ministry was never about a title for me, it is more more than ever about freedom, about snatching people out of prisons that they've been in for however long they've been in them and giving them information and knowledge. So thank y'all for helping me do that on this platform. And I'm looking forward to the next season. It's going to be us three. I, the cats have the bag. We're not getting no more people. It's us. <laughs> and, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll bring on guests as we need to, but um, this works. So yeah, thank y'all. While I'm over here crying, y'all got me so emotional. You know what I'm saying? Much for me. I love y'all for real, for real. I love y'all. I love you too. All right. Now come on out of that love and tell us who needs to call you back. (laughs) Ciao. Damn. No, because first of all, I okay, let me just be honest with you. I I don't know this, I don't know this young man of God. Um, Oh Lord. I don't. If he he may be older than me, I really don't give a fuck. But in my eyes, he, he's young just because he's young. Um, so I I don't I don't know this young man of God. I don't follow him. I've heard, I've heard he written a a horrible relationship book. It was. Um, um, but Pastor Mike Todd is that her name? Um, yeah, girl, you can call me back because. Y- <laughs> 
I I couldn't I did not even watch the full video. I'm I'm sure everyone has watched the video of him like hawk spitting in his hand, mixing it up and smearing it all over three times. In a in a in a, in a panini. In a panini. We in a panini right now. <laughs> we in a whole panorama, and you're gonna hawk spit in your hand and mix it around, like take time and mix it around, and then smear all over the light skinned brother's face, which apparently is his brother. Which I don't really give a fuck about that because I wish the fuck my brother would do. First of all, my brother would never because that shit is just no. Yeah, but you want me to do what? You want me to do what? So yeah, you can call me back. You can absolutely call me back because number one, I was discussing. Number two, I feel like if you have to go to that extent. To make for a dem, dem- I can get demonstration. The word out. for a demonstration, right? <laughs> I was trying to say democracy. Demonstrative. <laughs> I was trying to say demonstrative, but I don't think demonstrative was the right word. But um, anyway, if you have to go that far for a demonstration, baby, you're wording all that great. Yeah. The word, the words, not hitting the way it's supposed to. And then on top of that, you really did not. If you would have like really tapped into the the miracle of um Jesus giving sight to the blind man you understand that he spit in not into his hand he spit into dirt to turn it into clay to symbolize that he is a potter and anything miracles can happen in the potter's hands if you you had the holy ghost for real he wasn't doing these whole smoke services and music and and having music stands on the platform and having dark jesus time you would understand that, and and then you got and then you got offended. You really did get offended when people in the, in the audience gasped and was like, <gasps> and disgust. Then you tried to comfort them and rep and, and reprimand them. No, bitch, you're fucking disgusting. Who Wait, like? like did, you, <laughs> did you call it dark Jesus? <laughs> Dark, you know, dark sexual Jesus. Like I, I, I don't have. I'm sorry. I grew up in the Pentecostal Holiness Church. We had pew. We had pews. Hardwood floors and up and the and the the platform which nobody went on because we was too scared to get struck down. Yes, okay, yes. so yeah, all, all, all this new time Jesus, I'm not for it, and this is why because y'all like to spit in people's faces, literally. And so see, and my my thing was just like you said, the revelation was um, even going beyond the Potter. It's from the dust of the ground I created you. So it, it's it's it it's. Okay, you need to come back to the manufacturer. I'm the manufacturer. I know how to fix you, right? Because exactly, because this is what you came from. So let me, so let me, let me, let me make, let me make you something new from what I, what I formed you with. That's the miracle. And my issue with this one, it was disgusting. And all you girls out there, guys out there, that you know went to defend him. Listen, I'm going to say this: we love to sensationalize foolishness in the church mm-hmm. at the hand of the one because they're our favorite. Absolutely. I don't care that you have his books. I don't care that you like his ministry. I liked his Crazy Faith series. I think it was a phenomenal series. He he absolutely taught that, and it was life changing for me. But at the end of the day, just because you just because you made made me feel good inside, and and you know I received a revelation at the at the uh, as a product of listening to your word does not mean that I'm going to okay everything that you do. Um, and we have to stop doing that because the thing for me, again, one, it was disgusting, but it distracted us from the word. I'm not with that as a minister, anything that I'm going to do, that's going to snatch your attention from the word and make your focus on me. No, in the words Mm of, uh, pastor, uh, what's his name? Todd Delaney. Let's put the attention back where it belongs. Hello? Exactly. Uh, 
Exactly. Because like you said, if you have to go, I'm all for illustrated sermons. I'm all, because I'm, I'm a visual type of learner, but mm-hmm. there are limits and the word is enough. The word, the word is, is enough. enough. <laughs> Let the word do the work. And for me, like I've been seeing, um, definitely yesterday, a lot of people on Facebook defending him and trying to throw shade at the same time by saying, well, a lot of y'all, you know, like spit in, you know, in the bedroom or elsewhere. It's not the same thing. And how it's do you not know? The same thing. Uh-uh. And, right. how do you, and how do you know about that? Because somebody's, somebody's spitting in your butthole that or part. you spitting in somebody else's butthole. <laughs> that part. So Which, get off that's the a whole other topic for another day. Get off of Don't be using that. <laughs> Men of God, do not be putting spit in your booty hole. Okay, been watching too much Lovecraft. Go on to the store, go on Amazon Prime, and order you some lube. Please, yes, please do that. That wasn't in the message, but I just wanted to drop that off. Um, but yeah, it just I that's my like, like you said, Josh, we make excuses, well, not we, but people make excuses for because that's a fave, or you know, I don't care if he apologized because he's already been for me, he's already kind of been canceled with that whole. You know, venting is not a fruit of the spirit, all that stuff. It just and everything now, it seems so commercial. And for me, I'm like, first of all, go find somebody to style you correctly, because these auntie hip <laughs> curtains of clothes okay. is wearing me okay. thin. Um, okay. So you can also call me back for that reason. All right, I'm done. But but, but OK, so so I I'm, I I don't because I, I don't counsel people because, you know, I, whatever. With the same thing, though, the thing for me is. Because my 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 disagreement with the whole situation was, it's not the act for me. This is this is when you need the spirit of discern, the the gifts of uh, the discerning of spirits, because it it helps you look beyond the act, and see the motivation. This man was he, he wanted clout. It his did. intention was oh this is going to have the people talking. He did not expect it to backfire, and mm-hmm. the issue that I have with the church is. We seek out popularity. We want to be popular. Right. This is my issue with gospel music in, in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, nobody's trying to be authentically themselves. Back in LaShawn right. Pace, Vicky Wine, and that gap, you know, that day, they were presenting themselves. And right. because it was authentic, they were going to the top. They weren't chasing fame. Right. You know, so my issue with with this modern church is it wants to be popular. It wants to be the next viral moment. It wants to have its thirty seconds of on, you know on the sh- on the shade room, and you're willing right. to do whatever it takes. No, keep that for your personal life, and then we've got to get back to preaching Jesus, and that's mm-hmm. it. I don't. If you mm-hmm. want to be a life coach, baby, go get your certifications and do that. But the pulpit mm-hmm. is not for you to be a motivational speaker. It's not for now. I, I understand. You know biblical principle uh and then you know real life application i'm for that but it is it's not using a platform that is for ministry to talk about relationship goals and all this stuff because you you've not studied the bible you 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 take it you put your spin on these old um cliches and what your granny your papa told you and you know about what relationships are supposed to be and no and that's that's why i encourage people 
study for yourself. But when you study, you do not study to preach. You do not study to prove that you're right. You do not even study to, you know, to combat, to be competitive. You study so that you learn and so that you Mm -hmm. know, so that you cannot be deceived. Mm -hmm. That's why you study. Right. You study and then and then what you learn, you teach. Let's bring no, let's absolutely. bring revelation back to 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 the to the pulpits. Everybody's looking to and, and it pisses me off. It pisses me off because you have people out here that really need God, but but the church keeps misrepresenting him. Yes. And then mm-hmm. they say I don't want God when when in actuality they just don't want the foolish, foolishness that the church keeps providing and handing them on a plate, which I mm-hmm. support. I don't want the foolishness either. Give me Jesus and get out of my face. Mhm. And niggas want to rile up the church. Right. And I think <laughs> to piggyback off of that, I always talk about it. Um, like my church in LA, like my pastor was very, and I get it, like his mom is very much Kojic and traditional, but he was starting to attract a lot of young adults. And at the same time, he turned them away because the traditional folk weren't trying to step into the contemporary world. Like for me, and I always say like, when I go to church, I don't want to hear I woke up, my, you know, I woke up this morning with a mind state on Jesus. I don't want to hear it. It's not going to do anything for me. And that's no shade. But now I, it's as I, you know, go on YouTube and I watch um, different worship leaders, even praise and worship is starting to look too commercial. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that we listen to when it comes to church is the music. And so yeah, if you got... I don't know what church I was watching, but it was, I mean, smoke machines. Actually, it was a church Ugh. here. <laughs> I won't say who, but um, it was just like, I think last month we went there because my pastor had to preach and it was like smoke machines and lights going up. I was like, baby, am I at a concert or am I like, what's going on? Yeah. And you can like, just that alone can grasp the attention of somebody who may be like considering coming to Christ. But again, not only is preaching coming becoming commercial, but praise and worship is becoming commercial. It's just doing too much. Church is starting to turn into concerts, and it's it turns me off completely. Yeah. I, I I remember if, the days. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was I was just gonna just put a little pin or like kind of add on to what you're talking about, Jeremy, because you know, for I have been a praise and worship leader for some time now, and one thing that I've all that I've always told my team is we have to be careful that we do not operate. Um, and this may sound real weird, but that we not operate in sans- satanic worship, mm-hmm. where where we where we take what because we know what his assignment was in the heavens before he got kicked out, and we know that he attacks minstrels the most because we are literally doing what he was assigned to do. So we have we have to be very very careful that we do not that we get back to God and what God is singing over us and what God Correct. is trying to speak over us. This is why I tell people that when I was leading worship, I used to all I literally prayed every, throughout the week before I sent out my set list. Lord, what do you want to sing over us this week? I made it about God and not about oh what song is going to be good for this week or or or, or, or what new what new uh, medley is hot right now that you know what I'm saying even even though all that is good and great and I do like to do that stuff but at the end of the day we cannot make that our focus and 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 make it about us because then it becomes not about God and more about us which is fleshly satanic so we have to be really really careful about that as well. Correct, and I would to, that that's an excellent point because. 
it, it's it's not that any of that is bad. It's it's that where's the simplicity of the gospel? Yeah. Where a, a soul that's hurting yeah. don't don't care if the lights on off smoke blowing whatever. Where's your heart in this? And what was the reason that this was implemented? Um, and like you said, we have to get back to Jesus being the focus. Because um, mm-hmm. when I was when I was leading praise and worship at my family church, it was you know one of the biggest arguments and fights I had was, "Are y'all serious? Y'all coming here on a Sunday morning discussing what you what we're going to sing based off of how good you sound singing it?" Or the mm. people likes this, or uh, well, he can play this, and re- I, I said, well, what about the soul that comes in that really just needs the presence of God? Oh, I'm sorry, right. you were concerned about how you sounded. You were concerned right. about what made you feel good. Screw mm. the soul that needed to be in the presence. And a lot of a lot of what we call worship is just a slow song. Worship is not a slow song. I'm not going to preach this episode, not. but worship is not a slow song. Worship is about God. It's it's it. Your worship in song mimics your lifestyle. It because worship is your life. Worship mm-hmm. is your reference. It's you know I was studying the other day, um, and it said worship the Lord in the, in in the in the beauty of holiness. And you know this is why definition and context matters because the same word can mean different things in different places. That worship there meant bow before Him, change your posture when you get in His presence. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and we always want to come into the presence of God with, oh, you know, popping our collars and, you know, come on, lift your hands. And what you're really telling people is clap for me, glorify mm. me, make me feel good, make me feel like I'm singing good. And it's mm. like, where is the spirit of God? If you can't invoke the spirit of God, be quiet because be quiet. It's, his, it's his presence that we're after, not a moment that you manufacture. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, um, what I will say is I did respect that he apologized in, you know, on on a large platform, because what you don't see a lot of is, you know, especially pastors with his size church come back and say whatever. Now, it's not my it's not my place to judge whether it was sincere or not. I that that's between him and God. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I respect the fact that you say publicly I went mm-hmm. too far. I yeah. did too much. And, you know, so I halfway. So will you have that. the same respect for me if uh, a preacher spits on me and I dog walk that ass and I come back and say, I'm really sorry. I would. Dog walk. <laughs> I would because I would. That would have gone, <laughs> gone completely different head of me because I would have said, <laughs> Pastor, <laughs> I would have rocked this kid. I said, Pastor, please cut the cameras. Boop, boop. Cut the cameras. Because I'm no. about to wear you out. Catch all of this. Because <laughs> I'm about to wear right. your ass. You know, you know, I'm respectful these last and evil days. I'm, I try to be respectful. Uh, but let's move on to the service. Marvin Gaye, what's going on with you? Um, I have something very interesting that I came across today. Um, mm-hmm. I was scrolling, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to limit how much I scroll um, so that I can, you know, be productive in my day. But as I was scrolling Twitter, um, this this caught my eye and it was very funny to me. Um, there's an OnlyFans creator uh, with two vaginas. Whoa. And yeah, she says she uses one for work and the other for personal use. <laughs> I, yeah. I, Marvin, 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 please. So, 
So what was funny was the caption of the person that posted it that made me see it said somebody says she has a coochie bunk bed. Baby. <laughs> that thing destroyed me. Coochie bunk bed. What Babe? the fuck? <laughs> no, we on the top bunk tonight. Bottom bunk huh? tomorrow. Baby. Hey, wow. yo. Never in a million years would I put this on my uh, bingo sheet. That you know, <laughs> you have two coochies, and you designate okay, coochie for play, coochie for 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 personal use. Wow, I'm just so confused about that whole situation. Cause how? It's, Cause how? Yeah. I... So the does does your coochie respond differently <laughs> to each situation? Like, does it know? Okay, girl, it's right. work time. Is it subjective? All right. Like, is it <laughs> okay, girl? Not now. And yeah, you can, you can, you can squirt extra hard now because it's play play time. It's personal right. time. This is work. I'm so confused. This is work, dick, and this is at home, dick. <laughs> and do they work in conjunction with? Do they work in conjunction with each other? Or is it just like okay, I'm, I'm. Is the other one jealous when one is getting the work? Right. And the other one's not? I, I have questions. Is there a contract that one of, that the work coochie signs? Right. <laughs> is compensation involved? I'm is trying there to figure an NBA? out. Like what's <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> is there you know? Is there this you know? Uh uh-uh, uh. Wrong hole. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wrong <laughs> hole. <other one. laughs> Other way, <laughs> you don't have access to that one. Do you like? Do you keep? Do you keep? Do you keep your panties to cover one hole and then have the other one open for access? It's just so many I'm questions that I have. So confused, girl. So I'm Marvin so Gaye, confused. what is going on? I got one too. So, um, in Colleyville, which is not far from me, Josh, how far is Colleyville from you? Do you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a man who decided he was going to hold four people hostage um, at a church, one of them being the rabbi. And this went on, I think, for like the whole day, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And thankfully, no one was killed except for the gunman. He was shot by the police. However, kudos to the rabbi because he threw a chair <laughs> at the gunman. And that allowed the other hostages to escape. And I then know, I don't, right. I guess, you know, so Rabbi had the Holy Ghost. He was like, what can I, you know, what can I use? And brother man picked up that chair, bloop, bloop. And yeah. So I, yeah, said, I'm going home today. Yeah. I just, and not that home, but I'm going home. Right. You know, I just, I don't understand why people hold people hostage because it's not going to end well. Like you talk about negotiations, like, yeah, you know, Oh, I want a million dollars, bitch. You're not going to get it. <laughs> Cause you finna get shot, <laughs> you know? So I I don't know. It's just hatred on parade. I, I, Prayers to the family, I guess. There's all, there's already so much going on in the world and you can, mm-hmm. it, it takes a very spiteful and hateful person to contribute to the calamity that's already taking place in the in in the world, you know, tragedies are commonplace. Walter Hawkins, you baby, you were prophetic when you wrote Did. that. Baby, they are common, <laughs> commonplace. Um, I don't have anything, but I do have I do have an experience that happened today that I do want to ask Marvin Gaye. What's wrong with people? Why are they so stupid? So today at work, <laughs> this lady called me up and said, um. 
Is it true? I got an email. Is it true that the government is about to take over our bank accounts? I do not want to live in a communist government. And then I like, went on a 20 minute, <laughs> a 20 minute, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rant. Come on, actors. Tangent. Mm-hmm. Tangent. Mm-hmm. Come Rampage. Actors. I, I, I need, I need. Oh, I monologue. Need monologue. Monologue. Boom. There we go. As I said, come on, actors. Come on, actors. <laughs> 20 minute monologue about how shit is not going to live in a, a communist government. So, Marvin Gaye, my question to you is where are all these super people coming from and why? <laughs> and why are, why? They, why are they being developed in bulk? Because, <laughs> I mean, who went to Sam's and said, let me get <laughs> a dozen dumb people? Who decided to go to BJ's or Costco and said, let me go ahead and get the biggest size of dumb asses and just let me just go ahead and take them and spread them out. And spread them out I need all to know over why. the land. I don't understand. I just need to know why. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. The, you know, there are people, so, she don't listen, so I, I'm going to blast her. So Uh-oh. even even in my church, so we're on a 21-day fast, <laughs> and this baby gets in our group, me, and says, um, does anybody know the recipe to make almond milk? You, <laughs> you bypass Google. Google is a free resource. You bypass Google to come bother us. Like, who's, who's sitting around making almond milk? Who? Like, I mean, who's... <laughs> You know, it, it, a dish, a specific dish, I understand. Almond milk, fam? Almond milk. Like, okay, so she must have came from the bulk that people was buying. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely did. I'm not understanding. Like, and it's like, I, like, it really is concerning to me. Like, no, for real, like, being in, being the job, I hate my job, number one, but I'm thankful for to, have, to have a job. Thank you, Lord. But. Like the amount of people that I talk to every day who call in about just stupid shit. It's like, where did this level of stupid come from? Honestly, yeah. like for real, like, like, and it's mostly like the younger generation, like 21, like 21 to 24. I was like, was I this stupid when I was that young? I really don't think I was. I wasn't. <laughs> I really don't think I was this clueless and this dumb when I was that young. I just need to know why the fuck or where, where the fuck do all these stupid people come from and why? Correct. <laughs> I just wonder why. I'm not understanding. Um, (laughs) Anybody got anything else for Marvin Gaye? Where's uh, P Valley? (laughs) Oh, girl. (laughs) So, well, it's more of just a statement. Like, I know everybody went and ordered them free kits from you, you you know, from the post office. Maybe you're not gonna get them at the end of January. So let me just go ahead and tell you right now. It probably be. March, April, May, June, because everybody is ordering, and I I didn't got forty five text messages about them free COVID. That's what I was gonna say. Stop texting my phone, cause right the the information has been publicized already. Why are you texting it to me? So yeah, it's like these yeah don't um, them group messages, your mailbox, chain messages. My lord, you know our president Kamala Harris. So (laughs) anyway, Joe Biden um, went on the glory. Okay, Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cracking up. Um, so, so let's move into this. Let's move into our main topic then, because we're talking. So, the the title of this episode is "It's Over." It's over. Now I feel so alone. Cheetah Girls reference, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about this episode. The things that have been going on that really need to stop. Like, it is 2022. These things have to stop. 
Like they cannot continue. We cannot continue to perpetuate these things, um, nor can we continue to remain silent about these things. We have to put smoke and fire upon these topics so that they, you know, I want to make you feel stupid and uncomfortable every time you mention stuff like this. Like, cause mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're we're so let's 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 start with this question. What are you tired of seeing perpetuated? What am I not tired of seeing perpetuated? I'm just <laughs> <Right>. tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm, I'm like I'm like Nini. I'm just tired. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just tired. Unroll the unravel the scroll. <laughs> tired. I'm tired. T A H D. Tired. Truth is, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. tired. <laughs> I mean, who wants to go first? Because well, we can start with um the toxic masculinity. Correct. That's what we can start start, start with. <sighs> I mean, I just, I don't know who I was talking to this, talking with this about. Maybe somebody, I think it was somebody on Twitter. Um, she was saying that a lot of people like, you know, parents are really shitty these days and they're blaming their children for their behaviors. And I said, I really feel like there's a generational curse and parents are actually responsible for some of the behaviors that their children have, you know, developed. And it goes back to how their parents treated them, so on and so forth. So with toxic masculinity, it's just something that has been, it's been an ongoing thing, you know. A generational thing. Yeah, especially for black men, you know, like, and I've heard it, you know, man up, you know, boys don't cry. And, you know, that can turn into so many other issues. And I will say for me personally that it's not that I heard it as much as I saw it. Like I didn't see my dad express emotion or my brothers Mm -hmm. express emotion. So I grew up and was in relationships where I didn't know how to express how I felt and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting into love languages. I thought I could love someone the way that I needed to be loved. Mm -hmm. And that's wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. but I was like, where did that come from? It's because of what I saw. It's not because of, you know, past relationships necessarily, but the things that I saw. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's not ending. And, you know, we've, we've seen, we've talked about it on here with the whole kitchen set and things Mm -hmm. like that. And then it's interesting to me that, um, girls can, oh, bitch, you got a fat ass, you know, and not to say like, I'm going to go up. I mean, if I was straight, I'm going to say, yeah, nigga, your dick big. But if I say like, man, you look good in that suit. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it, you know, mm-hmm. or assuming that a man who's dressed well is gay or a man who gets his nails done is gay or a man who wipes his ass properly is yeah. gay or let yeah. soap hit his butt is gay. Like, I mean, okay. there's so many things or a man can't wear skinny jeans or I mean, the list goes on and on. So it's ridiculous, it, you know, so it's, it's, it's definitely ridiculous. a generational thing for sure. Absolutely. Here's what, here's what I would say to that. And this is what I want us all to learn. There is not a textbook man. There's yes. no man on this planet that's going to fit the, the mold of a previous one. Um, I just recently had a conversation with somebody in my church and he was like, well, Josh, I, I really don't mean no harm, but I do want to ask. He was like, do you do you like women? And I was like, absolutely. Of course. And he was like, I just never knew that because 
um, you know, it looked like um, like you weren't the manly, like you, you weren't, you're not like a man that I grew up with. Like you don't mention sports. You don't, you know, you don't talk, you know, you don't talk about running women, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, so I just, I just assumed that you were, you know, a sissy. And I said, let me help you. Mm. I said, let me help you. I said, from age five to age 13, I was molested by the manly men. And I said, I said, <clears throat> people always wanted to call me gay because I would rather hang around women, but nobody ever asked me why I wanted to hang around women because mm-hmm. women have always made me feel safe. Women weren't touching mm-hmm. me inappropriately, mm-hmm. but 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 the, but the boys that you had me running footballs with, sending me into back mm-hmm. rooms with, those mm-hmm. were the ones we practicing, you know, um, taking advantage of me, and. There's like I said, there's no textbook uh, of what a man is and what a man is supposed to act like. Um, I'm a, I'm a man because I, I live in my truth. I'm a man because I keep my word. I'm a man of principle, not of action. Because what you have and what you create is a lot of men around here running around living secret identities, and mm-hmm. on the surface they're this this hardcore, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then behind closed doors, you know, they they get in uh, Peter Pan in a pair of tights, you know. <laughs> um, so, and 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 it's I really want us also to get out of throwing or using the word gay as an insult. Hmm. Um, Please, it's not it's not an insult. It's not whoever, an insult, especially when you're calling somebody gay gay. It's not an insult. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, it, it's <laughs> you you can't you can't. Um, punish people for living in their truth, you know, um, whatever their truth is, whether they're gay, straight, bi, whatever, um, respect everybody, respect you. That don't mean you have to condone what they do or agree with it. You're not in a bed. Why, why is it such of a matter for you? Um, the other thing is um, we have to give men permission. We have to give men permission because a lot of men are committing suicide. A lot of men are 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 struggling. I was one of those men that struggled most of my life because I felt like I had to keep stuff to myself for fear of judgment. Um, Gugu Atkins, let's go. We're just gonna bring her on up here. She made this ridiculous post, and you know, uh, some other fools, you know, stood behind it. And here's the thing: just because you have an amen corner does not make you right. It just, means that there, it just means that there are more fools that, that think stupidly like you do. Um, mm-hmm. But she goes to say that, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I want my man to be a manly man. I want my man to be uh, a man. I, I'm, I'm so sick of these women pretty much um, making it okay for these women, for these men to uh, be vulnerable and all this stuff. Anyway, let, let me say this to you. When you, when you, Using your platform, when you say stupidity like that, and you and and women, especially black women, um, parade behind it, you have a whole slew of men who are genuinely interested in women, um, who love women, who want to be with women, but who are going through real things. It's hard being a man 
It is so hard being a man. There's all this pressure from society telling us what we can, what we can't do. We have a target on our back when we leave the house. Um, So we don't need your contribution to the stress and to the trauma. So when you do that, what you tell men to do is hide. Very Oh, I'm going to say this, um, but some black women are very much like the church. I'm okay with it as long as you don't go public with it. I want you to hide in my presence. I don't, I, I'm okay with I'm okay with your truth as long as you only tell the truth behind closed doors. But in the public, no, I need you to present yourself as a certain way. That ish has to stop. People are dying. You understand me? Hmm. People are dying. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot. It, it's 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 very sad. And like, um, there's just so much that I want to. Address what you said. I just can't even get like it's a lot because it's, it's, I mean, it's a it's, lot. It's on the forefront. First of all, it's yeah. It's it definitely it definitely is like. First of all, I do want to address Google Girl, your bad body self. Um, so I don't understand why you even put out a statement like that because we all remember Justin, and I'm gonna just leave at the, I'm gonna just leave that there. You're not wrong. I'm gonna just leave that there. We all remember Justin Girl. So so and that's you that's trade. documented. And you ought to tread very lightly when it comes to making statements like that. Um, and but uh, as far as like for me, it was different. Um, like for my experience growing up, like I want like like Josh, I wanted to be around the girls, but it wasn't because um, I was being molested. Um, but it was more so because I was being bullied by my family. <laughs> um, like I was because I've always been so effeminate. Um, I. I've always been a feminine. I like, I just have always been that way. My uncles would literally like beat up on me to try to man, like toughen me up or like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I would never want to like be around my uncles or like, I, I would rather just be inside with my mom or with, with the girl cousins where I felt, where I felt safe because I felt like I wasn't, I would have to deal with always defending myself. And I feel like that's probably the reason why like I, am so team turn up the way I am now and like so quick to anger the way I am now because that was kind of like embedded in me to always yeah. like as soon as I felt like for a second somebody was bullying me I, I came like out swinging so like Jeremy was saying earlier it's it's just it's just so many um things that happen just from this one particular from toxic masculinity, there are just so many things that come from that that affect so many different areas of our lives, and it's it, it has to stop. It has to stop. Like I like I'm tired of it. Seriously. Yeah, and I think it's for me. Like this may be bold of me to say, but I understand why black men date outside of their race on purpose Mm. i understand why first i mean i first of all i have no issues with that my only issue is with when people feel the need to tell like oh i don't want to date anybody who's black that's your business you don't have to tell us that but i understand at the same time i understand why because black women are so they are part of the toxic masculinity yeah you know believe it or not and you know i've had so many situations um especially i mean just here recently uh, probably a couple months ago with for those pe- i mean for anybody who's listening and you know you identify as bisexual you will understand this completely 
it's a slippery slope when you start dating someone or you meet someone because you have to decide if that person deserves access to you. Um, and I decided, you know, cause things were kind of moving in, a, in the right direction. I was like, but before we go on a date and before I waste my time, my gas and possibly my money, I want you to know what you're getting yourself into. And, you know, so I expressed and homegirl was like, oh, that's not really something that, you know, I, I see myself with. What does that mean? You know, what does that mean? So, I, you know, me, I asked, I was like, so what, what exactly are you saying? Um, it's not that it, I have to go back and read the text, but it, she basically tried to dismiss my sexuality by saying that she's not comfortable with it. What makes you uncomfortable? That I'm sexually mm-hmm. liberated? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but I will say this, and this is another issue that has to end when it comes to bisexuality. And when people say, oh, I'm worried about, you know, because I already have to worry about, you know, if, it, you know, if, be it a girl or a boy um, mm-hmm. in their respective sex, I have to worry about you cheating on me, you know, or stepping out mm-hmm. of a relationship. That's going to happen regardless, boo-boo. So mm-hmm. your issue is not with my sexuality. Your issue is with monogamy. Mm-hmm. So Very that nice. has to stop. We have to mm-hmm. we have to stop that and, you know, address those issues before you step into my space. Because for mm-hmm. me, like, yes, I can be with a girl and see a dude and he's attractive, but that don't mean I'm going to just jump ship. I'm happy mm-hmm. here. I'm happy with you and vice versa. You know, so that also, you know, like, again, going back to black women, it's very common among black women. Um, I don't think I've ever met a woman who has been okay with me being bisexual and she was black. Um, other races, absolutely. You know, cause they be with it. They be with the shits. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> when we, when we say toxic masculinity, we often think men, but a lot of it comes from black women too. Absolutely. 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 Um, I'll say this cause this is, this is a personal testimony of mine. Um, one of my ex-girlfriends, um, this was when I was in college, uh, went snooping one day and she, you know, she found, she found some things and we had to have a very hard conversation. And she was like, so what's this? And what I love about her and still honored to this day, um, she, now she, she completely reacted, but she <laughs> came, but she came back and she said, I get it. Because the truth, the truth is, and you know this this is this is a slippery slope I'm about to go on the truth mm-hmm. but but it's but it's a truth and that truth is every instance is not the same mm-hmm. like every case just be you know and we I think we talked about this on the show before just because a man has done something with another man does not mean that they are necessarily gay mm-hmm. it, because we don't know what caused them to to respond in that way. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't judge a thing based off of what society tells you to do. What I honored about her was um, she came back and said, okay, tell, let's talk. Let's talk this through. And after we talked, she said, I get it. I get it. And, um, you know, it, it revealed an insecurity and we had this conversation and there had to be a lot of reassurance that I had to do with her, which, you know, which is understandable um, because she, you know, but she had her own set of insecurities at that time. 
Um, and I think if we tell the truth about what we're insecure about going into things, um, mm-hmm. you, we'll stop a lot of this projecting. Because a lot of the downfalls of relationships in any kind of level, platonic, romantic, what familiar, uh, is we project. We, we, we take the experiences that happen to us and we make every situation that. I told, I, I told you, and this is what I've been studying, especially since I've been fasting. We have to stop approaching the new thing in the mindset of the old. Hmm. This is not right. that. This right. is not that. And right. you're going to continue to go through this. You're going to continue to go around this mulberry bush of, I want something new. And then you get to the new and then you sabotage it because you keep bringing the mindset of the old thing into your new thing. And the Bible says it like this, because I'm a preacher. It says, we, we're not pouring <laughs> new wine into old wine skin. And people okay. quote that, but they don't know, they don't understand why. When you put new wine brings its own set of gases, gases yes. that the old wine skin cannot handle because mm-hmm. that old wine skin has already suffered through the expansion mm-hmm. from the gases. It's done. It's worn out. Like many of you, it's worn out. But, <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> you know, I have to be me. Uh, but when you when you when you say but i like this i like this wine skin let me pour this new you do not you don't um keep the same level of, of dysfunction you make it worse mm-hmm. because the wines the old wine skin bursts so this mm-hmm. this can't be repaired and a lot of relationships cannot be repaired to this day come on preach Dwayne. a lot of relationships cannot be pre- uh, repaired to this day simply because of the fact of i came into this new thing with my old mindset that's that's mm-hmm. the analogy with the with the wine skin i ain't got to spit nowhere but i tell you um it is the it's it the wine skin represents a mindset mm-hmm. you have for for every new thing that you face, your new thing demands new things from you, which means you it, it demands a new set of learning. It, it demands a new mindset. It demands a new way of living. I'm going to get off of it, but I just had to say that. Amen. <sighs> what else we tired of, y'all? <laughs> this I'm tired of because I, I, I dealt with this this week. One of my little brothers called me. And he said, Josh, I feel myself going back to this this state of depression. Mm. And I don't want to go there. And he says, I told mama, I told my mom, but she told me, just keep your word and stick it out because you said you were going to do it. I want us to stop telling our children and people in general who express that they are mentally going through to tough stuff out. stop it that's why people that's why you look up and you see people you see people write these facebook posts um saying i tried y'all but i can't do this no more and then you look up the next morning they gone Mm -hmm. you know uh it's because you've placed this pressure they're telling you that they can't handle this for a reason Mm -hmm. and it's not fair and it's stupid for you to diminish what they're telling you because well i had i i i didn't always like every situation i was in but i had to tough it tough it out and look out oh lord i almost said the f word look how f up you are look how f up you are and 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 this is the other thing your traumatic experiences do not equate to mine just because you had handled it handled it and navigated through it well does not mean that i have the capacity to do the same what you went through was for you 
me trying to walk in your shoes and feel your shoes will will destroy me. I'm not trying to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had to let my little I had to let my little brother know. Listen, um, because I asked him, I said, "Do you want me to talk to her for you?" And he he told me no. So I'm going to respect his boundaries. But I said, "So let let's make a deal." I said, "I said, do you feel like you can make it through the rest of this semester?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I said. Here's 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 what I'm here's my ask for you. If it ever gets to be too much, pick up the phone and call me. I will come get you. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you have to do this and be strong through this. Even even the way we navigate grief and yeah. all this stuff when people die, oh, be strong. Mm-hmm. They will want you to be strong. No, I'm telling y'all right now, and this this is gonna be document. This is gonna always be out here because once it's out there, it's out there, baby. When I go, I want y'all to act a monkey fool. I mean, act <laughs> act. I mean, act so bad the Lord sends me back. I mean, no seriously. Now, now if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm 107, then just leave me. Let me be. Just let me go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but if but if I if I so happen to tragically pass or before I'm telling y'all act a fool. Don't, I'm telling you right now, Josh. Josh does not want you to be strong. Josh wants you to, baby, go down and ask in sackcloth and ashes for me. And when I say mourn, I mean mourn. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Now don't put me on no crusty white shirt with no angels and no, no Please, doors no. behind me. Don't mm-hmm. do that because I wasn't basic in my life. So don't make don't make me basic in my death. Uh, okay, <laughs> you know, but but that whole idea of when people go through tra- traumatic experiences and and their mental is being pressed upon, this whole notion of stick it out and you know pressure you know pressure makes diamonds, baby. I'm not a diamond. People wear diamonds. I'm not a diamond. I'm a human. <laughs> I'm a human. Absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely. so I'm, that, and I. That, that whole perpetuation of, you know, forcing people to be strong when they when they're telling you that they don't have it in them to be, stop it. And I 100% agree. Um, and another thing that to just to add on to that, I'm tired of the neglect of uh, mental health. Yes, correct. I'm, 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 I, especially in our community, especially in our community. Um, Am I going to make this? No, I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> I I am here lately. Um, I've always been an advocate for like mental health. But here lately, it has really been like burden on my heart. So I really like be an advocate for mental health and not just the black community, but the black gay community as well. Because those I really feel like those are two communities that are completely underserviced when it comes to that. It is it is okay. Vulnerability is not a weakness. A vulnerable vulnerability is actually one a great strength, and we perpetuate that. Oh God, like you say, gotta be strong. Da 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 da. This that and the third. But all the while, there are cases in our community that suicide rates are rising, depression is rising. All the while, we're trying to be strong. We cannot. We can no longer neglect our mental health. There is Absolutely. no. We, you, you cannot be holistically healthy. You cannot be healthy in your physical body if you're not healthy in your mental. Like yeah. it's not going to work. So we we have and, to like really stop neglecting that. And to that, I want to add this because I just feel this in my Holy Ghost. Um, it, one one facet is the 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 workplace, the work environment, because they mm. they don't honor your mental. You know, they, know, they're concerned about your productivity. Um, baby, take the days that you need. Ta- take them. Baby, if you need to call it and, and calling and let me help you, calling in sick is not lying. Baby, if mm-hmm. your mental, baby, you are, you are mentally sick, 
Period. Yes. I'm sick. I, sick does not mean I'm coughing and, and wheezing and, and got COVID. It means I I can't function. My body is not, I'm not well. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. that's one thing I want to speak to. The other thing is also church. Yeah. Growing up, growing up, I'm telling you, growing up as a man is hard. Growing up as a, a black man is hard. A black man in church is hard. And then a okay. black man who was sexually abused, even harder. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. because the church will always tell you, well, be strong, be strong. The Lord said, be strong. No, let Only me help. The Lord, you. the power of his might. The Lord, <laughs> it's, it says, be strong in the Lord. You're telling me to be strong in my own strength. It says, mm-hmm. be strong in the Lord. I can be weak. In fact, he mm-hmm. says that's when his strength is made perfect in my uh-huh. weakness. Exactly. Exactly. So why exactly. so why are you telling me to negate my weakness to be strong? Get out of here with that. That's mm-hmm. why I'm 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 telling y'all, believing people's words, study for yourself, get to know for yourself. Because if you don't know it for yourself, there is deception out there. People are, are waking up seeking out how to deceive you. How to get mm-hmm. you to believe a lie rather than the truth. Absolutely. And just because just because an idea is common and even accepted by a community, again, does not make it the truth. Seek the truth for yourself. Let's not mm-hmm. remain ignorant. Ignorance is not bliss. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's detrimental. Absolutely. And I think to speak on that, um, as a person dealing with it, um, because I've been taught to be strong and, um, also I've leaned on, you know, my ability to persevere through things, which was tatted on me in, you know, Arabic, which side note, somebody thought that I didn't do my research and they thought I said something else, but anyway, um, (laughs) but don't try me, babe. Right. Literally (laughs) don't. I always got an opinion. Don't they? I was like, I have a friend who speaks Arabic fluently, and I text her the picture before I got it on my body. Duh. Um, but I leaned on that for really a long time up until like November um, of last year. I was just unhappy in ways that I had never been unhappy before. And I think it was, and I couldn't identify why. And I remember um, I was sitting in a meeting at work and uh, my one of my bosses said to me, you always are doing for everybody else. But what about Jeremy? And I just mm. broke down. And I mean, mm. full tears. And I don't like crying in front mm-hmm. of people unless it's at church. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a professional workspace. Oh, God, no. You know, and it was confirmation of what I was experiencing, but also um it was like, you don't always have to be strong, yeah. you know, and right. just allow yourself to feel. And I just like, I was waking up and I was really unhappy. I didn't want to get out of bed. I was snapping at my dogs in ways that were unnecessary. Um, and I remember telling, you know, my therapist this and she was like, this sounds like depression. And I was like, man, get out of here with that. Like, no, you know, and then I went to you know, my PCP and took a test and he was like, yeah, your score is really high. Mm. And then next thing you know, conversation was about antidepressants. And I was like, I was embarrassed. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually didn't talk about it for really a while. And while it like, for anybody who's taking antidepressants, they can do a number on your body. 
because it's, you know, it takes really about a month for them to really kick in. But I mean, there are side effects. And so, um, yeah, I was having a hard time and still, you know, trying to go through work, go to work and smile through it. And then it got to a point of like one of my coworkers was like, what's going on with you? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm just not happy, you know, but then I was like, and that's okay. It's okay to not be happy um, and to not have the answers. And again, it's a result of always trying to be strong and push through shit, but not really resolving things. So a lot of the things that I've been dealing with in the last few years um, came to manifestation and like, I think I said a couple episodes ago, I've been unhappy for a long time, but I didn't know it until it shit really hit the fan. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I say all that to say like, yeah, you don't have to be strong. And for those of us, again, you know, who pride ourselves in that, it can be a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Absolutely. I stopped letting people compliment like that. Oh, you're so strong. That's not mm-hmm. cute. That's not cute. Um, when When I was looking for a therapist... One of the ones that reached out to me, she she just wasn't accepting clients at the time. Cause this was when I was looking in 2020. In, in, uh, 2020. Uh, I expressed what my needs were. Um, and I really don't think I was ready then. But what she said to me still sticks with me to this day. Because in my note to her, I said, I mean, I'm fine, but I just want to talk to somebody about it. She Her reply was, no, you're in pain. <laughs> Excuse me? Mm-hmm. And and for somebody besides me to tell me, you're in pain. That's what I mean by see people. That's what I mean mm-hmm. by we have to see each other. Mm-hmm. It, it does not mean you have to, you know, be spiritual or go go behind, go beyond what um, people are selling, telling you and how they look and, you know, you discerning their spirits and all that. I'm not telling you to do all that. I'm saying when people talk to you, instead of telling them, oh, you'll make it through, say no. You're in pain. You're hurting. I write in one of my books. This was when I was writing this. I it really triggered me because I was like, "Wow, I wish I had somebody to say this to me." Um, Terrilyn says she allowed me to feel without adding the pressure on me to remedy it. She wow. just allowed me to feel without mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, what are we gonna do about it?" I had to get on my sister about that one year. Cause you know, I, I have, I'm, I'm a faith person. I have faith for days, but then there are days that I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm over it. I'm, and she was like, well, Josh lean into your faith. Okay. I get what you're saying. And I, I'm never going to let go of my faith, but I'm human. Mm-hmm. Let me have a day mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'm going to be back faith talk. But today let me have my day. She mm-hmm. got it. But we, you know, for the strong people, we always expect strong people to be strong. And that's mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. That's not one of my favorite songs. If y'all have not watched Encanto, whew, that's a great movie. That so song, Pressure, that song, Pressure, mm-hmm. baby, I had to mm-hmm. pause it and scream at the TV. One of the lines says, I move buildings, I've moved churches. But mm-hmm. if I if I don't show up the way that I've always shown up, Will they think something is wrong with me? 
Yeah. So I put something, I, I put on this false strength and nobody really cares how, how weak and how much I'm really going through. The pressure sucks, but everybody just mm-hmm. claps for the fact that, oh, I'm strong. I move this and mm-hmm. I move that. And they want mm-hmm. me in their life for the purpose of using my strength not considering mm-hmm. how much pressure them putting uh them wanting me to be strong is putting on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it was really that Maya Angelo moment for uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> God loves me. Me. <sighs> you know? Um so that I'm really I really advocate advocate for the strong because we don't have we don't get justice. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, not at all, and 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 especially especially when you're expected to always be the strong one. Expect mm-hmm. <laughs> when the expectation is all when the expectation is on you because you have for 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 me, um, people look people look to me as the strong friend, mm-hmm. just just because I have been through a lot in my life, but I've never, and it's my fault. I've I've never. And this is something that I've um that I've kind of recently realized. Like, I've never really one hundred percent shown people me, um, mm-hmm. just because I was scared. Because well, first of all, I didn't really know who I was put on time in my life. I didn't know who I was. Correct. Um, and that's just and um, I did not want to show people how vulnerable I can be. Um, so like like seeing how things hit me or like how things affected me, I never showed it because. I was just scared of being vulnerable with people. So people just took that as, oh, you're so strong. You're so strong. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really, really not. not. <laughs> then that and then that expectation is put on you. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm here now. So what's what I do? <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, we we say it often, but it's really the truth. You have to check on your strong friends. And you even myself, to. like I have to do a better job of checking on mine, but That's also something that I've experienced in this season of, you know, battling with depression. Um, The people that I thought would check on me haven't Mm -hmm. Mm. at all. And at first I was mad. Then now I'm just like, it is what it is. You know, that just lets me know I have I have to just depend on me and Bella and Oliver Child, you know, um, (laughs) to get me through this season of whatever it is, you know, but um I have a friend and I think about her very often. Um, her name was Larice. She, we went to college together. She was that strong friend. Um, she was a light. I think she was 24 or maybe she had just turned 25 and, you know, bubbly, the person to make you laugh and everything. And um, I think it was my first ship contract. I had a friend message me on WhatsApp she was like, hey, I don't want to scare you, but something happened to Larice. So I called her and she said, Larice jumped off of a ship. And I was Jesus. like, I was like, hold on. What? Um, and so she was on FaceTime with a friend. And prior to that, she had been posting on Facebook, like just statuses that were just really random. But again, with her being the strong friend and being funny. People just thought, mm-hmm. you know, oh, she just being silly. She was mm-hmm. really going through it. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
she finally got to the point where her friend told her, she just kept saying like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And her friend was like, it's okay. You can go home. Cause she had just went back to a ship after, Mm. um, I think she was just like filling in for somebody. And so she took that metaphorically. And that was about at two 30 in the morning. They didn't know she was missing until about nine or 10 in the morning. You know, several Mm. hours later. And if you've ever been on a cruise ship, I mean, you don't even have to be. The odds of you surviving that are slim to none, depending on where you jumped off. And like, it just, it rocks me still to this day. It rocks me when I, you know, if she pops up on a memory on Facebook. Um, what were her last thoughts in that moment mm. to lead her to that? You know, and it's, it's, I felt responsible, even though we weren't talking necessarily, but I still felt responsible because it was a wake up call that, you know, I have to check on my friends more often. Um, And not to say that I can prevent it, but I I can at least do my part. Do your part, exactly. Yeah. So we really, it's very cliche, but it's so true. We we really have to check on our strong friends. Mm -hmm. And and I will testify too, because I've I've been there. I've, I've, on my most suicidal days, I made the most people laugh. Mm-hmm. Those 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 were my best comedic days, um, because I'm a performer, and you know one of the questions that I had that I didn't understand how it could happen until I I actually lived through it was Robin Williams. How does mm. this man, yeah. who brings so much joy to everybody, for years? Years. How does he commit suicide? Mm. And it's because as performers, when you have an audience, we're fine. It's like, that's our escape. Mm. The real world doesn't exist there. But then when you go home and that audience is gone, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when you don't have company and it's just you and you're left alone mm-hmm. with your thoughts and you're left alone with this feeling of, they see me as funny, but they don't see me. They only see mm-hmm. my gift. Who sees me? Yeah. A lot of people that bring joy to other people struggle the most with living. Mm. Because most of our humor has come from traumatic, traumatic experiences. We've, we've learned how to laugh because of trauma. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's not even just checking on your strong friends. It's 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 being considerate and being compassionate mm-hmm. because the other thing is, um, you know, what happens when there are two strong people in a friendship? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, well, well, you didn't check on me. Well, that's because I'm, I'm, I'm fighting my own battles too. So what mm-hmm. I've had to learn was not to take everything so personally. Mm-hmm. It was like, Maybe they're doing maybe they're going through something that's that's crippled them. You know? Um, but if I'm compassionate and I love you, even when I'm not feeling the best, I still care about you. Mm-hmm. And I may not be able to show up like the person who's, you know, whose life is together and, you know, but Honor the fact that I tried, that I, that I showed up in the capacity that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I say that so that we don't compare. Well, they showed up to me. They showed up for me like this, and where were you? 
Right. Well, I was fighting my own battle mm-hmm. that you didn't consider. You just expected me to always be strong. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing too, and I've been guilty of this before, is, and this is where your discernment kicks in, when a person is venting to you, um, don't always just skate over it. So like, if the, especially a strong friend, people have a tendency, like if I'm expressing something that I'm going through, oh, well, child, you'll be all right. But let me tell you about such and such. Yeah. You completely missed the moment. Exactly. You completely missed the moment. Honor me. <laughs> honor, honor me. me. <laughs> like, you know, so, and like I said, I've been guilty of that because we get so caught up in what we're going through and, you know, we just got to tell somebody, but then we miss maybe even a ministry moment with the person because they're opening up about something that they probably have never said before. And we've completely missed it because we're so consumed. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case, but that can sometimes be the case that we're so consumed with our own issues that we miss Mm -hmm. something that somebody is trying to tell us. You know, mm-hmm. so we have to really be careful. That's a it's a slippery slope too. But yeah. um, be careful with you know diminishing what people like Josh. What you said before, and I had never had thought about it until you said it. When people say um, when it comes to like the, the church slogan of you know you know it could be worse or you know whatever it. It, like regardless of it could be worse or worser for a periodical of time. Um, <laughs> it does not matter. My experience is my experience. Period. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. It, I, I hate my, my, my rebuttal to it could be worse was that that's cute for you. But for me, it is, it is. And what I'm feeling is very valid and what I'm feeling is very real. And it's not fair for you to diminish that. So if you're going to continue to diminish me, we don't have to speak. And this is why the Bible speaks about not casting your your, your pearls before swine. You have to know who to talk to. Absolutely. Um, exactly. Because it, it, it's a fool that keeps that will keep going to the same person who proves that they don't have the capacity to help you in that way or in that regard. Um, so we have to be honest about that and that whole diminishing anything and my hands just went up the just a second ago because i really thought about the song that says he looked beyond my faults and saw my need um there 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 was an instance that just happened with my little brother um where he's in really big trouble right now and i went there last night to rough him up to say okay we're not doing (laughs) this like boom 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 on my way there the lord said no you have to minister to him he does not need to be beat up. He needs to be ministered to mm-hmm. because he's not aware of what's happening because he's he's been hanging around with this with this this person that he called friend and this friend friend quote unquote uh kept putting him in these detrimental situations or these destructive situations and the lord said to me this is an attack on his destiny. Hmm. And see, this is why you have to, this is, ooh, especially parents, you can't just whoop and just fuss and, and cuss. Now, I did all three of those. Mm. But um, if I had not listened to the Lord, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. He would have just learned how to hide. 
now he knows, oh, okay, now this makes sense. Now it makes sense why I keep getting busted because I have destiny and I have a call on my life. And I had to tell him that it's not that people, um, it's not that this person is a bad person. They're just under an influence that they're unaware of. And, the, and had, I, had the Lord not shown it to me on my way there, I would have missed it too. Because I was like, you cutting them off. You, If I find out you're talking to them again, I'm, I'm coming for you. But what mm-hmm. it was is just like Peter, the devil entered Peter for a, sec, for a second. Uh, when Jesus says, hey, I got to die. And Peter said, no, fam, I got you. We're not dying over here. And Jesus says, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. At what point does, did Peter stop being Peter and become Satan? And mm-hmm. even in close proximity, I have to still call a spade a spade. I have to be able to discern the spirit in which you're operating in because what you're doing is you're coming against my future. Anything that, whew, I feel Jesus. All right, you almost got a tone. Hey, wait, who? Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anything that's coming against my future is demonic because the Lord, haya, the Lord has future for me. So anything that's against that is against God. Hallelujah. So, so I had to teach my little brother last night how to how to discern anything that's coming and putting my future at je- in jeopardy is demonic. It is demonic, and it's not that I throw the person away. I have to call then the spirit out and say, "No, mm-hmm. Satan, the Lord rebuke you." So, although I wanted to be mad at at, at the person that that that. That my, that influenced my brother to to be in in a stupid situation. I had to then pray and say, God, give him the wisdom and the understanding and the insight to see these things and place a hedge of protection until he figures figures it out. Place a hedge of protection around him. As mad as I am, I had to minister because that was the need, not a whooping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who y'all almost lost me? Jesus. <laughs> but that's that's a perfect example of recognizing the moment mm-hmm. because like you said you could have missed it and you you know you could have led with your anger and everything else and disappointment but your discernment kicked in mm-hmm. and god knows had it, the situation been different what would happen to him later you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you allowed the spirit to speak through you and yeah. we will miss a moment. We will miss a moment because God will show up in a way that we don't recognize and we think that's not him, but it is. Right. Yeah. You know, so all right. Yeah, you got <laughs> that's what I, that's why I tell people, you know, even when I'm we even when I'm not fasting, you know, I, I indulge in the things, you know. Um <laughs> I, I live. But what I but what I tell people is the reason that God uses me is because I'm always available for Him. I don't. I, I've been. Yes. I've been drunk. I've been drunk at parties. Absolutely. And prophesied to baby, laid them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not because it's not because um, God condones that. It's because I've I'm a, I was available for God to still meet a need, regardless mm-hmm. of what I was in. Mm-hmm. I made myself available. For God to say, okay, God, when I told God, yes, it was whenever you need to use me, whoever you need to use me for and with and where, I'm yes. Mm-hmm. People people reserve ministry for the for the and they confine it to the four walls of the church, baby. If that's if that's the extent of your ministry, go sit down. You don't deserve a yes. mic. Yeah, you don't you don't deserve one. 
if, if you can only minister to people in pretty places, you don't deserve ministry. Absolutely. Hmm. You do not deserve it. Absolutely. Um, while I'm on the subject of ministry, I want us to stop using ministry to make ourselves popular and to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. Um, um, I was studying again, and in every instance of ministry, ministry the, the ministry, um, I, was, I was in Ephesians uh, 4. He talks about he gave some prophets and some teachers and some pastors for the edifying of the body, for the perfecting of the saints. You you weren't made a you weren't made a prophet so you so that you can make yourself important and go mm-hmm. on this prophetic tour and you know sell out arenas Ugh. and stadiums and all this stuff. That's not what this is for. Mm-hmm. Do that in your own name. Go become a psychic. Mm-hmm. Basically, Miss Cleo called <laughs> me today. Do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this but but ministry gifts cannot be about you. They yeah. cannot be about you building a platform or a stage for yourself. They have to be to the building up of people. And what, I, what I'm also sick of is using ministry, using the Bible, using all of these things um, to tear people down. Absolutely. You will not find in the scripture, in the Bible that you love to preach from, to preach from and condemn people with, you will never mm-hmm. find what you're doing with it uh, in there. Absolutely. Out, outside of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. You won't find it because, mm-hmm. and this is this is why I tell people, unlearn everything that you thought that you were taught about the Bible, because one, the Bible is principle. The Bible is full of principles. Some people take it literal, and to God be the glory for that for you. But it is full of principles, and you're supposed to take the principles and apply it to your life, right? Um, what people get wrong is they see they see where people have preached to them in condemnation, and you know they say, "I don't want to read the Bible; it's full of contradiction." No, the Bible is full of love. Mm-hmm. The Bible is full of love, even when God destroyed whole towns and whole. Hmm whole um nations it was not because he was angry at people he -hmm. was disgusted by the wickedness it's in the Mm -hmm. text if you really study every time the lord destroyed a people a nation or a country it was because they were wicked what is wickedness wicked wickedness means that i'm waking up to do evil i'm being malicious against my brother. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't care less about what you're going through. I want your blood. I want to set you up. That's what the Lord couldn't take. It wasn't about people sleeping with people and, and people being drunk and people doing this. That no, you, you you give people a weak gospel when you preach like that. Absolutely. It is it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that 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 is love. That says no. Even when I destroy a thing, it's because I love I I I love you so much that I would rather destroy you than let you be wicked, than to let you perpetuate mm-hmm. this hatred and evilness. That's the that's the God of the Bible. That's the God mm-hmm. I serve. So so when people are like uh, God is not just love, He's wrath. No, even in that wrath is love. Absolutely. The foundation mm-hmm. of that is love. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's sickening to me when people preach their disgusts and say, "Well, God, one of the most disgusting things was uh, the the when when the shooting happened at the Pulse Gay Club, and for for weeks on weeks you heard preachers talking about that's just God raining down His wrath on sissies. That's just God. Oh God hates punks. God hate. No, no, that was an injustice. 
That was yeah. somebody. That was something of hatred and in in of evil. And when you preach messages, messages like that, you let me know that we're not serving the same God. You let me know. You <laughs> let on. me know that you're serving mm-hmm. the God of your idea, the God that you've made, the the the, the, mm-hmm. the idol that you've created, borrowing constructs and ideas. Ooh, I'm. Oh, you're borrowing these things and you're creating an idol that you that you erect unto yourself. And that's the God you worship. Mm-hmm. That's you worship a God that shares your disgusts. You worship a God that shares your arrogance. You worship a God that shares your attitude. And this is why people say people really believe and are arrogant enough to believe that when I'm upset with somebody, that God is upset with you. God inherits my anger towards you. Sit down, please. Be seated several times. <laughs> Stand up mm-hmm. like you're in the Methodist church and sit down again. I'm uh- cracking up. <laughs> I'm gonna get off of it. I'm gonna get off of it. But I'm on it. I'm on it. Oh, you 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 on one tonight? <laughs> I'm over um, it. Yeah, and as, speaking of the church, I, I I what I'm over to is, um, uh, understand the uh, the misunderstanding between gifting, uh, what you're gifted to do and what you're anointed to do. Mm-hmm. There is a clear difference. You can Ooh. be gifted. You can have the gift of gab and and know what to say to people, how to hype people up, and how to ch- and and how to uh, manipulate emotions. But are you anointed to do what you do? Because it is the we all know it is the anointing that destroys yokes. What is yokes? Something that it, we all know that a yoke was it was Preach. Some, uh, something that was held around the ox neck ox neck to keep them in bondage and keep them in the same mundane pattern over and over and over again, the anointing will destroy the pattern. Hey, 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 are hey. You, are you operating in a gift or are you operating anointing? And, and, and there are a lot of church, uh, and th- this is why it annoys me to see <laughs> um, young bishops, 25-year-old apostles, 16-year-old bishops, because they, they come from a small church where the where they see that they're gifted to do something, Correct. but are you really anointed for this? And then when they come, and then when they mature and come into themselves outside of church, when they come into themselves, it causes them to be an embarrassment to the body. And even with the, I, I'm tired of the body of Christ being embarrassed. Yes. My, yes. Mike Todd, that was an embarrassment to the body of Christ. Absolutely. That was an embarrassment. I'm tired, and I'm tired of the body of Christ being impaired. Baby, y'all got the, y'all got the preacher stirred up in me today, baby. We ministering <laughs> on this episode. You understand me? We are ministering. Listen, because because you're absolutely right. Even when you look at people like David, who was anointed at a young age, but he did not yes. take he did not take the throne until years later. Exactly. But, and and it would have been a disservice if people tried to force him into a position that he wasn't ready for yet. Exactly. Although yeah, this exactly. is my destiny to fill this seat, I'm not big enough to fill this seat yet. And and here's the thing. Here's how here's how you help help people understand the difference between giftings and anointings. A gifting a gift is for a task, an assignment. The spirit of yeah. the Lord can come upon you to do a certain thing. Yeah. But that does not mean you're anointed to do a certain thing. The anointing comes when you are when you are designed and destined to have rulership in that area. That's what yeah. the anointing comes from. Because David was anointed to be king. To be a king was to be a ruler. I have precedence over this. I have jurisdictional power over here, right? Mm-hmm. So the anointing is about ruler. Even even in the example that you use, which is absolutely right, about the 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 yoke being around their neck to 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 be their direction. 
someone still has to guide that mm-hmm. because without that yoke that the ox can go in whatever way it, it needs to go so there's still a level of dominion in the person mm-hmm. that has that places the yoke over it a, anointing cool. listen anointing is about dominion absolutely mm-hmm. when when god has anointed you it means he has placed his hand on you and has chosen you to mm-hmm. to solve a problem in a region I'm so sick of people getting ordained and getting these titles, thinking I'm important, thinking I'm, you know, you are not called to a position. You are called to a problem. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. You are not Mm -hmm. called to a position. You are called to a problem. Whoever God anoints. Let's talk about David since we're in the text. David is anointed king because Saul Saul messes it up. Mm -hmm. David becomes king to correct the kingship. He mm-hmm. comes to fix a problem, not right. to sit in a seat. All right, Josh, this is not this is not Bible study. He comes, <laughs> he comes. Y'all, y'all, baby, y'all about to lose oh, me here. Correct blame, blame the fast, baby. Blame the fast. I'm stirred. Yeah, because you're real stirred right now. <laughs> David, David gets the seat because he because the Lord chooses him to correct the problem. Mm-hmm. And he chooses him to correct the problem because God has the future in mind. What is the future? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. uses David to, to, to correct the seat because the seat is really his. So mm-hmm. he says, Haya. He says, because the people didn't want me to begin with, in order to get me back in this seat, I'm going to use David so that I can come through the lineage of David and get mm-hmm. my throne back. Mm-hmm. You're not called to a position. You're called to a problem. Mm-hmm. And until you rel- until you know that, sit down, hand the title back, give them back your license. Give them back your license. Give them back your license because you're not ready yet. And don't let people pimp your gift, and don't let people uh, don't let people um, exalt you because you're gifted. Again, the gift mm-hmm. is for an assignment. Mm-hmm. The gift is for an assignment. The gift Absolutely. is to do something with it. Anointing is for the seat. Absolutely. And, and you said something really. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. You, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say that you said something really. You tapped into something really. Even even when you're talking about the yoke having dominion, or the, the the like, someone has to control the yoke. That's why he says, "Take on my yoke." Yeah. From my yoke is easy. <sighs> you be released from the yoke of the enemy and take yeah. on my yoke. Let me let let me run this show. I got you. Because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you in the right direction. I'm going to lead you in the Hello? right direction. Um, I was going to say earlier, and I don't know what prompted it, but I have to say it now. And I may ruffle somebody's feathers, but along this line of, you know, knowing your assignment in in worship, just because you can lead a solo huh? does not mean that you are a praise and worship leader. Come on, bust huh? it up. No. Let, oh. Bust it up. Bust it up. You know, and I have a friend, I love her to death, can sing down, but she started to lead praise and worship. And I noticed that it was about her mm-hmm. yes, and her deliverance and what she needed. Yes. And she yes. completely forgot about the congregation. Mm. And you, and you see it often, like one of my favorite worship leaders of all time, 
is Benita Washington or Benita Jones. Love her. Wherever she goes by Love now. Her. Baby, that everything Love her. back back from the gap destroys me. Listen, Love her. she goes off. You know, we talk about Miranda Curtis. She's great. There's Thomas the Train. Yes, Hello. Hi, Thomas. Um, <laughs> hey, girl. Um, but there's something about Benita and just the way that she ushers in the presence you know, mm-hmm. and if you know who Tanya Baker is, there's something about the way mm-hmm. that she leads worship. But we have to be careful because these soloists, they get up. It's like, oh, I know I sound good doing this. And it goes back to what you said, Josh, like, what do we sound good doing? That's not what worship is about. Mm-hmm. They that worship him must worship in spirit and in, and truth. in truth. Right. Everybody can praise. Hey. Everybody can't right. worship. And that's the truth. It takes a personal relationship. You have to be in a relationship. Absolutely. You have to be in relationship. You have to be in relationship. And that, that, that's that's my biggest thing. And I guess this is just a praise and worship leader in me. It irks me when people get up and it is all about them. Or how can I land this run? Or how like how do I yes. sound? So it, it's it's it it shows me that you don't spend time with your God, that you really don't believe what you're singing. You you did not allow, even when you're choosing the songs that you're supposed that you're going to sing for your set list, you need to spend time with the Lord in that song to let that song minister to you first. Mm-hmm. Because you can't take nobody where you have not been. Huh? You can't take nobody where you have not been. So you're just gonna get up there and just sing because you can sing, but you cannot take no you. Worship is a lifestyle. I live to worship and I worship to live. And with the mic in my hand, without a mic in my hand, Baby. listen, I, I don't have to be in front of people with a mic in my hand leading worship. Come on. I do Hello. it at my house. Every day. I do it at my house every single day. You cannot, like I, like I said this and I'll say it again, you cannot ever take anyone to a place where you have never been. Yeah. You've never been. And then stop worshiping out of desperation. Yes. Stop worshiping out of desperate. Oh, I need peace. Let me worship. Nothing wrong with it. Because in the yep. presence of the Lord is everything that we need. The fullness of everything that we need. But don't let that be your reason it. for... It's prostitution. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's prostitution. But I need, but I need to it. get this from God, so I'm going to worship him. No, but right. you're a prostitute. You're, you're prostituting. <laughs> you're prostituting. You're prostituting. Stop worshiping out of desperation and switch it into worship from a place of adoration. Yeah. Out of I love. Tell Every, that out everything of love. should come out of love. Everything should become out of everything, every single thing, especially when it comes with our worship is nothing but a physical example mm-hmm. of our inward love for Christ. Yeah, and that's, that's why he, that, that's why Jesus told the woman at the well. He said, "There's a time, a, a time is coming, and now is where you won't worship God in, in the temple or on this mountain." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and that's what I tell people. Ministry for me is not a Sunday thing. It's not a yeah. Wednesday thing. It's mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Every time you see Josh, Josh is gonna minister in some kind of way. Whether I'm making you laugh, whether I'm going to minister to you in some kind of way. Some kind of you, way. You're not going to leave my presence and feel worse than you came. That's not that's not me because ministry is always to to the edification of somebody. You're never right. going to leave my presence and feel worse than what you came. Um, who baby we we baby we 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 cooked it up in here. Um, <laughs> so so we have to end this. So I'm going to pose this question: Who ends this stuff? 
Who ends it? Hmm. I, I mean, I guess it's subjective to you know everything that we just that we've discussed. Um, toxic masculinity that that's that's us, you know. Yeah. Um, and these young parents, you know, um, especially nowadays, it's you know, being in education for almost two years. I, I'm really, I really saw the effects of young parents and it's not to be shady, but we're getting away from parenting and we're getting into these friend relationships with our kids, mm. you know, matching outfits and, you know, letting our kids cuss around, you know, it, it's not cute. You know, we laugh at it, but when I, I see, you know, videos of these babies out here cussing up a storm and I'm like, that's not, that's not cute. You know, um, and so it, it the damage is already done, but us, our generation, we can definitely change the cycle. First yeah. of all, by talking about it, making mm-hmm. bringing it to the table, making people aware, um, but then also implementing those things in our children or, you know, people who look up to us because there's always somebody watching um, or listening in this case, you Correct. know, so I think just we've already, we've, we've planted the seed. That's all you can do. Just plant the seed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what this podcast has really been for me is is planting seeds Mm -hmm. on so many different topics. And so I think we've started, we've made the first step and we just have to, you know, be responsible and be accountable too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With with, with everything I say, with with everything that we talked about tonight, I really do feel like it is up to us to not be silenced. And I will not my jam. be side. You, you, we have to break the silence. Yeah. In every, in every, like, just, it, it's okay to agree to disagree, girl. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's okay. You're, 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 you have that way of thinking, and 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 you think that you're right. I know that you're wrong, but you know <laughs> it's okay to God be the glory. Hopefully, yeah, the seed know. that I, pl- to, hopefully, the seed that I planted to you will soon be watered by someone else or experience or whatever the case may be. But we have to break the silence, period, yeah. across the board. And and that that is the totality of my answer. It is passing. It is one learning, then passing the information that you've learned, and then holding not just others uh, accountable, but holding yourself accountable too. Yeah, right. And caring and operating in love because yeah. love love cannot see a need and and turn a blind eye to it. You can't. That's not love. Um. So as we wrap up this season, this is why this season went in the direction that it went in. Um, Jeremy said it, we wanted to plant seeds. We wanted to give that information mm-hmm. to you. Um, you know, we had a great ride this season. We laughed, mm-hmm. we cried, we did work. Like it, we 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 presented all of that information and in, you know and became examples for you in this regard so that you could see what it looks like to heal so that mm-hmm. you could see what it looks like to be informed and to learn and see and, and also so that you can see the other side of this which is growth mm-hmm. which is no I see the change in you mm-hmm. you know so that's why this that's why this season um went that and and listen we we won't be we won't be going long. 
Huh? No, we won't. We'll be we'll we'll be back this year, actually. So we'll we'll be back. Yeah. Hallelujah. We just gonna this we year. just gonna take a break. <laughs> we just this gonna take <laughs> we just gonna take a little small uh intermission to do some other things, but Amen. um because this show is really ministry. This this show yeah. is really ministry. Like I said, we have a good time doing it. This show is really ministry. Um, so we thank you for uh, tuning in for another season. We thank you uh, for having this ride with us. We're going to close it out like we always do. Uh, let's go to you dragging it. It's on me. <laughs> okay. I've been on one, so I'm going to stay in a vein. Okay. Dorinda, come here. Oh, no. Don't talk about, do, Leave my auntie alone. Dorinda. No, she needs to be discussed because. Dorinda Clark no. Cole, Come here. Dorinda Pace. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That memory popped up on my. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something, Auntie Dodo. I love you. But this wig line, baby, let it go. Oh. <laughs> let it go. Did did you not see that braid wig that she just released, baby? <laughs> Atrocious. And got the nerve to be smiling in the picture. Girl, if you are being held hostage, please let us know. No. Let us know. Mm. Let us know, because that's not it. That's not it. You know you, what I think you... it is? <laughs> you know, Auntie Dodo drinks. <laughs> you cannot convince yes. me. You cannot convince me that DCC you... is, is not hot. <laughs> baby, that baby be Hi, you can't, and we love you for that, Auntie Didi. <laughs> we love you, we love you, but Auntie Dodo be drunk, so she be just saying she be making these decisions for these Photoshop, uh, for these Photoshop. Say, yeah, that, look, that looks good, y'all. No, <laughs> baby, that wig was atrocious. So, uh, baby, Auntie, baby, this is human hair, baby. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> You are being an, an embarrassment to the kingdom. Got these women showing up to convocation in, in virtual services in these in these horrible wigs. Stop it. Auntie Get Dodo, your hands up. Auntie Dodo, Lord Jesus. Get your hands up. Oh, <laughs> so that's Dodo. who's dragging it, baby. <laughs> let it go. Like Elsa. So let's end. Um, we gave a lot of word tonight. Um, mm-hmm. we really did. We 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 poured so honor us. Uh <laughs> honor us. <laughs> so as we leave, as always, we want to leave you with something that hit our spirit. Um, something that you can just hold on to. Um I have something, but I'm gonna go last. Musical chairs. Um, I really I I really don't have anything. I mean <laughs> I, I, I don't. Um he poured. Did, did not did I did not our hearts burn with things? Hearts burn. Our hearts burn. So everything that I would have said, <laughs> spiritual wise, I've already said. So I keep it light. This just hit my spirit. Leave the uh, some black colloquialisms need to go. <laughs> there is no need. There is no reason you need to be saying it's so quiet in here. I can hear a uh, ant piss on a cotton ball. What does that mean? What is what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna smack you until kingdom come. What does that mean? <laughs> Stop using those. That just hit my spirit. Um, I have something. So this topic comes up very often on Twitter, probably like every other week. Um, ghosting people. Mm. Um, and I say this because I had to send a text today because I went on a date with somebody and it didn't hit like I thought it was. 
and I kind of was dragging it for a little bit, like, okay, maybe things will get better. And then I finally was like, no, this is not for me. And I knew it because we went a few days without talking and I didn't miss said person. And that's not to be mean. I just, I didn't find myself longing to send a text to see how you're doing or anything like that. And that was me being an adult and then sending a, a text, like, you don't have to call, just send a very, you know, it doesn't have to be detailed. Give people an explanation. I'm really sick and tired of people saying, I don't owe you anything. You don't, but you do owe me to be an adult. Yeah. If it didn't work out for you. Let me know. I can put on my big boy draws and move on. Correct. But people are, are out here damaged because you left them with no explanation of why you just decided to block, do whatever, avoid them or whatever. Like, just be a fucking adult because if the tables were turned, you wouldn't want that done to you. So absolutely, that's my word. Just be an adult. If something doesn't work out, it's okay. You know, am I mad that I spent whatever I spent to get Spider-Man tickets? Yes, but it's okay. It's going to come back to me tenfold. It'll be You know, but that's why you go on free dates. So, you know, just just be an adult, y'all. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, in, in accordance to the, this is not mine, but in accordance, in accordance to the, I agree, because you have people who are over, over overly analytical who that drives them crazy hello because mm-hmm. at, at least at least if you tell me if if it's something i can correct i know to correct it if you don't tell me i'm trying to figure out what it is what i did right what i did and and it could be that i didn't do anything so if you're gonna if you're gonna play adult games be an adult you must be mm-hmm. this high to get on this ride okay um Mine is mine is very it's very serious, um, and I want I want to speak to you because there are those of you out here who are doing this, and I want I wanted to stop. It has to be done. Um, when you are in the shower, wash all of your body. Okay. <laughs> wash <laughs> all of it. Like I really Not, thought he was about to come on some revelation. I mean, it's something deep. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is because some of you need to go deep into the crevices that you have not touched in a, in a, in a while. You hit right. these, you hit these, you hit these hot spots. But baby, I, I don't, I don't want to smell your wrist. Like, when was the last time you washed your when? You How do you smell wrist? <laughs> Exactly. Why am I smelling your wrist? Is because you hit the armpit, but you did nothing with your arm. What are you doing? You must be talking to the white people. I mean, I'm talking to people. <laughs> I'm talking to people who get in there and take whole baths. And hit the hot spot so they can get them, get them, get gone, baby. No, I smell, I smell the the backside of your thigh. Why? <laughs> the, the small of your back. I smell, I smell the small of your back. Why? I'm cracking up. You hit <laughs> that thing, baby. You hit, you hit the hole, but you missed that. Like how? I'm cracking up, baby. Going I... down to kiss somebody's stomach and 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 smell, they smell all the gunk they got in they they neighbor. Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Why she all of it? What is your shower routine? What is my shower? Yeah. So I do my facial scrub mm-hmm. and uh, without a towel, I do my, you know, and I have an exfoliator type thing. Um, you know, I have to be in song because my showers <laughs> are full-fledged concerts. Period. Um <laughs> And I, I, I scrub the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Um, <laughs> I, you know, some days I want to relax. So I'll take a bath 
but mm-hmm. but but I'm not getting out the bathwater and going to live my life. No, we got to take a shower. Got to stand up. We got to stand <laughs> up and take a shower. <laughs> and stand. Yeah, let's take a shower. Um, but my shower. Um, I literally start up here and I work my way down. And okay. um, you know, because I'm an adult, there's some spots I gotta I gotta baby. We gotta make sure we good, mm-hmm. especially especially back here, baby. It's mm-hmm. it's a powerful thing. You got to make sure that thing is right. You got to make sure that thing is right. Um, I'm cracking up. And, and clean, clean in between your toes and, you know, all of it. Um, mm-hmm. I do soap first and then I, you know, I follow with a, with a body wash. I use uh, Dove Men's Care, um, mm-hmm. you know, just as a refiner. And then before I get out, I hit my face with my Aveeno Clean, my, my toner. And, you mm-hmm. know, this, my skin be... Hmm. My skin mm-hmm. smiles back at me, and then I moisturize mm-hmm. my entire body. You know, Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I use it's definitely a full concert. That's when I practice mm-hmm. runs and scales and things. You know, I always want to improve as a singer. Um, mm-hmm. so I have I also use a body wash and a soap. So the body wash I use is a Cremo body wash. It's like a bourbon vanilla. It's bomb. And then um, my soap is like a mango butter something. It's Dove too. So mm-hmm. I do like a. It depends. It's I'm weird. Like I'll wash my hands first. I don't know why. I just Correct. wash my hands, and then I do a full my first round. It's full body. We get all we get it all up in there, and then uh-huh. I go back and I hit the important parts. So we get the pits. We get the you know fellas. Wash your gooch. Wash your gooch. Lift your sack up and get up under there. Um, and then, you know, do, do a check. Check yourself. Check. You know, because some of y'all, y'all just be gracing the back, gracing your little, you know, ba- gracing your crack. And then you get out and it still smell like streaks. That's not okay mm. in the kingdom of God. Um, be also clean. And then I have um, a beard wash that I use. And then as far as Same. I wash, I wash my hair like mm, twice a week. But if sometimes more, if I like, if I'm playing like a lot of tennis because I sweat a lot. Um, but yeah, also, fellas, wash your hair because dandruff. You know, we don't yeah. get lice, but we do get dandruff. Thank um, absolutely. And then, yeah, like if I'm, you know. About to go out and be fast or whatever. I got my little, mm-hmm. um, what's it? Is it the Dr. Bombers? Whatever it is. The peppermint. <laughs> the peppermint. Listen, <laughs> don't use a lot. Just a little squirt. You just get need that, a little squirt. I with works. water and get your parts, baby. Get them all. You, know, mm-hmm. you got to prepare for everything. You know what's going to happen. Get it all. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, I moisturize with um, Cetaphil, Cetaphil, whatever you say. And then, um, a cocoa butter too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I do. That's what cool. you be doing, Laurent? Oh well, you know I'm a girl, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. No, <laughs> no Never seriously, mind. I, I, I no, I, I first saw, I first thought off. Of course, you gotta have the vibes. Gotta have my music playing or whatever. So I, I use Dial antibacterial soap. I think I started using that book when COVID happened because I said, oh no. I need no parts. Full protection. <laughs> so I need full protection. So I so um I use um I like go back and forth between um 
dial the anti back the, the the yellow bar <laughs> or like i'll make like use like a so a scented dove soap but i i used um bar soap first i do like two washes of bar soap head to toe everything get everything scrub 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 and depending on the day if it's a uh, monday wednesday or friday i use my exfoliating i use my exfoliating glove and my exfoliating cream and exfoliate my body because you know i like my thighs being soft my man loves over my thighs and then after that, after they doing that, then I use my body wash and I do like two washes with my body wash. I don't do head, not heads and toes. I got hair, but I do wash my hair, you know, neck, very extensive, very, you know, detailed, very scrubby. And then after all that's finished, I go in my booty hole and I <laughs> Period. twirl around. I twirl around, you know, make sure get a little soap, twirl, get in there, twirl around, get you know, cause you know, <laughs> goes without so saying, <laughs> goes without saying. So that's that, that's my shower regimen. Brandy has a song called "Paint This House," but that's not what she meant. That's oh, not what she meant. It's been a <laughs> great ride not, this season. Awesome. No bud, but in the name of Jesus. <laughs> It's been a great ride this season. We we absolutely yeah. adore you. Um, this was another two hour episode, and to God be the glory for that for us. Um, Honor so us. We, with the bang. we went we went out with a bang. So uh, we will see y'all when we see y'all, and uh, we are signing off for season two. Um, again, be kind, show compassion, live in love, and speak in truth. Speak the truth in love. Right, y'all be well, and we out. Mm-hmm.